Hey there, and welcome to episode 48 of the Better With Running podcast. My name is Matt Davey, coach of run to pb and alongside me, I have my co-host as always, Zaka Horse-Newman. How you going, mate? Yeah, thanks, Matty. I uh, don't know where you uh, pulled that nickname out of, but uh, I'll go with it. Oh, it's very <laughs> it well is, done. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, how are you travelling, Mattress? Great to be back on the airwaves again, mate. And uh, we've got our great mate, and uh, physio Dane Verway joining us for another chat about how he's going, Jesus, less than a week out from um, from his trial race, the Athletics Australia Sydney Marathon Olympic trial race. And, um, yeah, he's going to jump on and um, join us. He's going to sort of chime in as well and talk about our training as well with our um, lead up to the Gold Coast Marathon. So, yeah, big show, Matty. Yeah, he's looking forward to it. Uh, seeing how Dano's preps been going and and how uh, he's the tapering tapering off over the last couple of weeks is um, yeah the, the sort of shape that he feels he's in and yeah if he's got any race plans or ideas about pacing strategies uh, going forward. Matty, firstly though, um, big big I think it was nine days of running um, up in Sydney, the National Track and Field Championships and. Absolute epic racing going on. Uh, even yesterday, I don't know if you caught that 1500 men's open. That was unbelievable. And and some of the other senior races, Lyndon Hall, obviously in the 15, the 800 women's, but also our um, our very own run to be junior development recipient, uh, Kira Flavel, who, who absolutely had a blinding championship in the, firstly in the 1500, she came home with fifth. Uh, running a, I think it was 438 and then the 800 went up another another gear and uh, managed to get the win so that was a huge huge result there yeah absolutely yeah have it to have a dip over that over the double the 815 double um yeah, it was massive from Kiara and it was actually four days like a four day straight of racing so wow day five she had the heats in the 1500 um she yeah. second to get a spot in the final and then day six yeah she um she came through um in the final running yeah the 438 that you mentioned then backing up the next day uh day seven with the 800 meter heats qualifying for the final of the 800 and yeah taking out the win uh on day eight in the 800 yeah an incredible 210 uh, i think she won by just over a second i believe it was so yeah it was a massive result from kiara and yeah Huge congratulations to her and her coach, Brendan, uh, for such a successful uh, national national champs campaign. Yeah, no, it's amazing to see the juniors coming through and to get that experience as a championship. And, you know, like you mentioned, over those heats and going through the whole process of, um, yeah, the heats and finals and then to, to qualify and under the pressure of, um, you know, at a, at a big meet like that to, to go ahead and get the win. It's, um, yeah, exciting times. And, uh, yeah, definitely a name to continue to watch uh, from the, you know, and the, the run run PB community has just been um, really awesome how they've got around her. And, um, yeah, it's it's very exciting to see, see how she goes over the winter as well. 
Yeah, absolutely, mate. And um, one of the things that she's uh, been running around in is the new on uh, running singlet that uh, that we just launched just recently, Zaka. Yeah. So um, yeah, our good friends uh, Luke Bell from On Running Australia was uh, he, he was obviously keen to come to the party when we uh, talked about this junior development program, and he he actually kitted out um, both um, both of the recipients with. Uh, both Kira and and uh, Cameron with yeah a whole just it was a massive uh, drop of uh, swag for them. They had the full kit, the jackets, the um, t-shirts, and um, yeah some singlets. And the singlets are yeah, you've um, you've seen them, Maddie. They are legit um, racing singlets. You would have seen um, quite a few of the on athletic club in his states wearing them in some of their races. So they're They've been, um, yeah, they're, they're a singlet that is something that we kind of wanted to bring to all the members. So just to give an option to racing, and I guess with some of the big ones coming up, Gold Coast Marathon in particular, we wanted to make sure there was an option there for some, uh, some of our athletes to get into a, a high-performance singlet. So, um, yeah, Maddie, you'll be, um, you'll be rocking that at the Gold Coast Marathon, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Just one of those super lightweight performance gears that you really like to chuck on and make you feel fast and, and ready to race. Um, yeah, because you don't want to be, uh, especially for, for a marathon, um, half marathon, you want something that's going to be, that you, that you chuck on and you feel like you um, yeah, are really able to then mentally just switch on. Like, you, mm. so it's almost like you, it might be, you know, the last rep and <laughs> last rep of a workout and you want that bit of a lift and you, um, yeah, you, Change, change a singlet to a racing singlet. It, it gives you that little bit of an edge to, to nail that last rep. Um, same thing I find for, yeah, jumping into a race and putting that gear on. Um, yeah, that it can just even just mentally allow you to focus so much more and, and um, gives you that positive edge. Yeah, we'll drop the, drop the link in the show notes because, um, yeah, it's open to anyone. You can jump on the website and buy this singlet and um, we've got the pre-sale going for another week and a bit and then we'll get them out so the, the idea is to also get them out so um you know well in advance so you got probably you'll have around six to five to six weeks out from from say the gold coast marathon so you can actually actually wear it in training sessions because that's really important as well i know with you maddie like you want to make sure that you know everything's on point on the day and there's you know you're not wearing something completely new so you just want to maybe do a workout in it so you feel comfortable and and then yeah, so um, that'll be yeah, we'll we'll put that put that link in the show notes, and uh, yeah, the orders will, are all uh, available now, Maddie. Yeah, awesome, mate. Looking forward to to trying out and uh, yeah, getting up to the Gold Coast and yeah, gearing up for for the race. So it's left with ugh, with less than one week to go before he hits the streets of Penrith to compete in the AA Sydney Marathon Olympic Trials race. Uh, we're stoked to bring on the show uh, founder and head of Run Culture, uh, expert physio, and a man who went around in 96 at the Ivanhoe Golf Course yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Great mate, Dane Verway. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, I was pretty wrapped with yesterday, actually. <laughs> nice one, Dana. How did the back, how did the uh, other nine go? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you on the golf course. That's a, that's a very good day for you, mate. I, I'd be checking the um, I'd be checking the scorecard over again a few times. I think. 
Uh, like I said, I reckon Ivano's pretty generous. There was um, no traps, no bunkers. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a good course for someone like me um, to, to actually have an enjoyable round. Um, did you take, did you, sorry, take, Matt, you did you take the win? Nah, um, played with family friends, um, Andrew and Tom Parker and um, Andy Parker shot an 85. Um, oh, wow. And then I got, I got um, done by my brother, Sean. Um, he, he shot 94. So, oh, uh, yeah. Rough. And, uh, good fun golf. Um, yeah, you get incredibly post- tired after it, though. Like, my legs were um, cooked. Um, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, post-long run into a – do you walk it or get in a golf cart? I was tempted for the cart because I was thinking about <laughs> next week. Um, but – uh no we just walked it and and to be honest like i've woken up this morning and and feel really good so i think the fact that i only ran i'm so used to being you know in this build-up i've been running two hours plus um for a long time now um so running 90 minutes yesterday um really slowly um yeah i I don't know i feel feel really good today so uh, it was probably just good to get the junk out of the legs and it was almost like a relaxed kind of stretch, I guess. Yeah. No, we we last caught up probably a few weeks ago and you were travelling on really well, banking some big Ks. Tell us about how the training's progressed since then. You've had some some big long runs in there as well. Yeah, it's um I remember like when we caught up, I, I said, Oh, I'm gonna do two more sessions. I'll do Geelong half. Uh, the next weekend after a long run um, the day before. And that went okay. Like um, I found it quite hard out there at um, the Geelong Ironman. Um, yeah. Half marathon. So I did the run leg and um, yeah, I ran about 328 per K. I was hoping to be a bit closer to that low 320s. Um, Cause that's what I'm hoping to run next weekend. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know whether it was just I was in that heavy phase of training, um, uh, which I'm hoping it is. Um, yeah, I just found that 328s felt like the, that marathon effort. And and so I got that run out, but I wasn't like over the moon. And that's been the general consensus with like quite a few of my sessions in this build up. Like there's been nothing that's really been a standout session. Um, but I'm kind of, and um, so I'm kind of... Um, looking at it through the lens that I've hardly missed any um, time over the last four and a half years. I've, this is about my ninth build up in a row um, where I haven't been injured. And, and I'm just hoping that the accumulative effect of, of all those builds, um, uh, you know, accumulates to something um, pretty good next weekend. And, and I I suppose um, the biggest point of difference in this build up is, I've probably respected um, peaking and, and trying to trying to not overdo it and um, forcing myself to have a few uh, rest days uh, here and there and, and, and actually scale back on a few of the sessions that I had planned. Uh, just, just backing the idea that I've, I've done the work and, um, and I think that's the mistake that I've made in, in a few other preps where perhaps I hit my marathon three weeks earlier in one of my training sessions um, and then I was a little bit flat and heavy and tired um, a few weeks later. So I think um, there's been nothing really outstanding. Like I, I also had a session um, about 10 days ago where I'd planned to do, 
I actually had planned to do 50 minutes at marathon effort, 50 minutes easy, 50 minutes at marathon effort. But in the grand scheme of things, I was just so, so um, fatigued from the whole training block. I just knew it wasn't the right call. And um, I completely um, diluted that session and just did 50 minutes easy, easy and then 30 minutes strong. And um, even that session, I, I felt I felt pretty rubbish in. Um, so that forced me to have another rest day um, in there. And and um, it's funny, I've noticed that, you know, just by having a few of these easy days in that in the last three, three or so weeks um, in, in the lead up to this race, that I've been starting to feel really good and and, and um, freshen up. And uh, I've had a few sessions um, in there as well, um, where suddenly um, the pace came a bit easier. So yeah, I'm just focusing on, on those sessions and backing that I've done the build up. And, and this is pretty classic of any marathon build up. You, you, um, if you read too much into how you feel when you're going through a huge block of heavy training, then you could easily lose a bit of confidence. And um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I'm just backing the idea that, um, you know, finish up this easy taper week and um, hopefully I feel good on the day. Yeah, it's great to be having that experience and being able to listen to your body because um, you can become a slave to that program, can't you? And you see it there and you're like, I've got to do this. Otherwise you might think, oh, I'm not going to be fit enough. But yeah, like you said, you've had those, uh, what, nine uh, build-ups in a row without barely you know, getting having any time off. Um, you just got to back that strength has built up over that the course of that time and yeah that's really good to hear and and yeah I saw a couple of those rest days come in and I was um, yeah I was happy that you'd put that in there because I I think that especially off the back of the that big weekend that you had where you did the I think it was a 30 odd k on the Saturday then into that half marathon that you were talking about and yeah it sounded like you were a bit flat off that Um, but yeah really you've obviously pulled it back and, and um, starting to, to come good at the right time. So that's really positive. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully mattress. Um, I mean, it's all just, um, yeah, you, you're all just going off like, um, yeah, how you feel at the time and you think you're making the right calls and, and, and I, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to run, run well. It's just um, a case of, um, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like you can be like a one percent off um, on the day um, for various reasons, and and that's enough, like to just miss out on on the time that you're hoping for. So just really, um, yeah, making sure I sleep well, eat well, and um, and it's really is that less is more mantra at the moment um, because when you're pretty driven, which all of us guys are, and a lot of runners are, like I think the whole less is more mantra is, is probably the, like you actually mentioned it like a month or so ago, um, probably harder to, to, harder to take a rest day or harder to, to go like um, to ease things off when you, when you're um, yeah, you, you're trying so hard to tick every box to make sure that you're um, as fit as you can be on the day. And, and I think um, really, um, yeah, being cognizant of the idea that um, right now um, the best thing you can do is actually to, um, uh, just get into such a fresh state that um, you can use all that training that you've, you've built up over over um, the course of, yeah, the last three months, six months, last several years. Uh, yeah. Mm. And obviously you're a seasoned 
marathon or is there any other modifications that you've made to your lead up for this marathon like i've seen I don't, i'm not sure there was probably a few more track sessions that you that you dropped in there um and like you said that uh, you'd you'd adjusted some of the marathon specific sessions um yeah those are the type of modifications you've made yeah i think um just i've never had um i think um coming off the 50k and um at the end of last year in november um and then getting back into it after about four weeks um like i really feel like i've been able to just build on the fitness that I accumulated at the back end of COVID. Um, so my build up for this race has been, um, you know, over a pretty length, lengthy period. And, and what I'm pretty excited about is um, like I've done um, a lot of strength work um, from a long way out. And um, so it's, so I've, I've done a lot of sort of marathon sessions um, for, for a very long time. So I'm just hoping that um uh, yeah, one of the um, skill sets that I've really developed is just being really good at the marathon. And, and I think like sometimes that's hard to show in training because um, a lot of your sessions are shorter um, and a lot of time you are tired. Um, so I'm just, I'm just hoping like, you know, coming off two bays last year and, and just going a little bit longer um, last year in some ultras uh, and, and just having like, a build up um, upon build up upon build up upon build up. I'm excited to see, um, yeah, where I'm at, um, you know, now that I get an opportunity to go on a fast course. Um, that was one of the, the big, a big driver for me is performance. And um, yeah, Penrith is flat and, and fast. And, and, you know, the winner of Hobart and Canberra, they ran 225. And, you know, both winners, you know, talked about wind and hills and, um, you know, that's what happens on those courses every year. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited that, yeah, it might be solo and it might be pretty lonely out there um, and that could be a drawback, but just excited that, you know, uh, it's a different course, haven't done it before, and it's 5K circuits, it's on the flat. Um, so, yeah, it's um, just excited about the possibility that it might be a super fast course and um, it's untried, so you don't know until you try it. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess I have done like a, a bit more track work. Um, just being mindful that I have done a lot of longer stuff. So just being mindful that I still need to have some kind of gears. And so I've done, you know, a few 3K and 5K races in the build-up as well, just so I don't lose touch of that speed and that turnover. And then, yeah, done some half marathon kind of work as well. Um, you know, a few three by three K sessions just to, yeah, I just, I just find that, you know, if, if my half marathon sort of effort, um, you know, my sort of lactate tolerance um, is quite good, then that's only going to help my marathon pace as well. Um, so yeah, just be mindful to try to keep ticking all those buckets and um, not, not lose sight that there's a lot of um, aspects to, um, you know, being marathon fit and marathon ready. Hey Dana, you um you touched on a lot of this this build up and modifications, and obviously coming off that fifty k build up and a lot more longer, longer I guess run session, long, like longer workouts. And I think mentally, uh, from from afar watching your training and your ability to lock in 
um, for the long workouts and do some of these. I know you use your uh, stumpy, is it stumpy gully road? And um, yeah. you've, you've got, got a few workouts that are probably from my perspective can be a bit monotonous and draining mentally, but I think it's, it's been a, a ploy from you to yeah really work on that aspect. And I think like you touched on that Penrith race, he could be solo or, there is uh, there's a bit of uh, rumour going around. You've recruited one of your athletes, Pete Dutton, to come along and uh, do a bit of pacing with you. Um, so that, that'll that help you as well. But, um, yeah, I think just going back on that, yeah, I think this is um, it's going to bode well for you having doing some of that longer stuff, um, you know, and, and over a 5K course as well. So it's not the most um, most exciting, you know, doing the loop courses, probably not, you know, not a lot to look at. And, um, yeah, so having Pete, How's that going to play out? You guys got a specific race plan for the day locked in yet? Yeah, I mean, the aim is to um, run a PB. And so, yeah, I do want to like set out and at least attempt to, you know, try to break 222.40. So that's, you know, 322 per K. So I'll be setting off, you know, around that mark and at least give myself the best shot to be within the vicinity of, of breaking that time so pete's gonna go hopefully to 15k and we'll just run side by side and it's just good to have some footsteps out there and and another body and you know someone else there to just work off and get some rhythm off and and lock in and and then once i'm in that rhythm early hopefully um i can just uh yeah get in the zone and and just um feel that pace and you, you, once you've done it for 15k you sort of know if you're drifting off or if you you're going a bit quicker like you can start to feel that. And um, yeah, sort, sort of on those um, repetitive sort of sessions that I've done, uh, I've actually grown to like them. Um, and uh, yeah, I've done a lot of sessions, just laps of the track. And it seems, um, I mean, you know, a lot of people cringe at, at that kind of session um, and probably rightfully so, but I think the more you do it, uh, you can learn to just... Um, uh, just zone out and, um, and, and because you need to get good at that uh, at the back end of a race and, and be able to cope with repetition and, and monotony. And, and um, when you get those negative thoughts of like going, Oh, still so many laps to go, like somehow reframe it in your head. And um, yeah, I know like in Japan, um, they do a lot of those kind of workouts and that sort of has been a bit of an inspiration to, um, uh, try to, um, yeah, I suppose, um, repeat a bit of that monotony. And I, don't, I like it because on the track, you sort of get that feedback and it helps you learn what 320s per K is because it works out so well on the track. Like every 200, it's 40 seconds. Every 400, it's 80 seconds. Um, and you can, you can do the math quite well. Um, so you, you, you can learn, you can learn that, that feel and that pace and that rhythm um yeah oh um yeah so i i'm hoping that yeah that that has been a, a different um aspect to my training over the last year that has become a bit more um you know a part of my training here and there and um it's not for everyone but um yeah I, i'm hope i'm hoping that it will help on a repetitive course like penrith and now then on the on the back of that are you um are you changing up or keeping the same sort of taper that you normally would use for a lead into a marathon? 
Yeah, I'm keeping pretty similar uh, taper. Um, I've looked back um, and and now that I've got like you know, the best, one of the best parts about having 11 or, you know, 10 marathons to your name is, is you look back on the ones that you're like far out. Like I, I felt like I ran really well that day and you look, look back and you reflect on your diary and, and look at, you know, the week before the four weeks before the three months, the six months before it. And, and you try to work out, you know, why, why, why you ran well. Um, and when I was looking back on probably one of my best marathons was Adelaide marathon. Um, I went into it um, pretty low key and it was meant to be a training training marathon, but then it, I ended up just feeling good out there. And then I, I really did give it a, a red hot crack, but I, um, I looked at my taper for that event and it was, it was near non-existent. So it was, it, it was, it's interesting. I think my mindset of just thinking that it was just a training run made me um, not overthink it. And, and I relaxed a little bit more out there. And, and then I think that mindset and that mentality was really important for me. So I'm just, I'm just going to do an easy taper. So I'm fresh. That's the main thing. I'll cover like 80 Ks this week and, and I'll just copy sort of what I've done before. Um, yeah. Berlin, if any, anything, I'll, I'll underdo it. I seem to go really well when, when I feel super, super fresh. Um, so uh, I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll run frequently this, this week, but there, there, there won't be um, much um, mileage. Um, there'll be a lot of sh short runs just to keep the legs ticking over and, and uh, loose and, and not, not stiff. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I, it pretty much the work's done. Um, so it's just a, a case of um, purely running so that you feel, feel um, ready to go on the start line. I know. Um, and a big shout out to your lovely wife, Jess. She's, <laughs> uh, she's got a go through taper taper week as well. And uh, how, how are you, what's your mind? Like are you a bit, I know I can be a bit irritable in that taper week and uh, it's probably good. Some of the marathons I've been away for that week. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a strange time, you know, you're obviously running less and you're, you've got a bit more time around the house and, are you, is there a few things you're doing to keep your mind off things um, closer to the day? Or, or when do you fly up? Is that, is that something you're going to do on the, on the Friday or the Saturday? Or, and how does that look? Yeah, I'm pretty good, Zacher, on taper week. Like, I, I don't really um, – well, actually, um, yeah, I'm pretty relaxed going into races. Um, and and I, 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 I don't get um, grumpy or anything um, or – I actually like really like the idea of oh I'm running less so I'm actually um, gaining energy and I'm I'm going to be like even better um, on race day so I think that mindset uh, I, I I really look forward to taper week I I feel like um I feel like that's where I sort of really um you know gain a bit of fitness um, in that taper week so it's funny I think it's just your your outlook on it. Um, and I'm still running every day, but just, um, and that's enough. Like if I go out for a half an hour jog, it's purely, purely um, uh, just to loosen the legs, but then also um, to de-stress from work or something, you know, something like that. Um, probably the biggest thing that I've got to mention is last week I was actually on holidays off work and I went to Jess's mum's farm and um, we looked, we were house sitting and looked after the animals and kept the animals alive. <laughs> Um, chickens and cows, and I think getting yeah, I think away I saw from some photos. <laughs> yeah, I got a few photos. Yeah, Armadale. Um, 
Hey? Farmer Dane. Yeah. <laughs> Getting away from work was probably um, one of the best things I could have done. Like I'm working for myself now and I've done that for 10 weeks and just getting away from um, the constant booking people in and, and, and messages and just escaping that um, has just given me like a heap of energy. And I think, um, I think that more than anything, um, you know, might've been sort of weighing me down um, in recent times a little bit. So I'm pretty excited that I was able to, you know, do that last week and um, really feel fresh from that. So that's probably been my taper, really, um, a taper yeah. from work. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. about bottling that energy up, isn't it? And not trying to, you know, um, get out and play too many games of golf or... Yeah, we leave on Friday. Um, so we leave after work Friday um, for Penrith. Um, so we'll get there um friday night and then we've got all of saturday and then the race is sunday morning and then on the morning so what is your go-to sort of food before a race like i'm pretty sure it starts at 7 a.m is that right yeah yeah um starts at 7 a.m go-to food um i i really um just have like um some honey on toast and to be honest, that's about it. Maybe like a little bit, half a Gatorade or a quarter of a Gatorade. Um, but my um, my food intake. A yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those listeners that uh, aren't aware of the inside joke, and uh, when we went over to Japan, and uh, Dane had a bit of um, extra baggage on the flight, which was his uh, yogurt maker. It's just, uh, apparently he couldn't go anywhere um couldn't go and race without his yogurt maker so i was just wondering if uh yogurt was gonna be in the mix as well don't <laughs> i'm the biggest fan of yogurt um <laughs> yogurt and muesli um but yeah i, I uh yeah i don't know like the my my focus is the two two days before the race um to and and that that i've already i've already finished my um uh you know, fueling up um, the the day or two before. I don't think you can achieve too much, um, you know, the morning of other than upsetting your stomach. So, um, yeah, I I generally just um, eat a little bit more of what I'm used to in terms of carbs um, the the day or two before um, just to really um, carbo load. Uh, So, yeah, I I don't know. I I, I don't um, put too much onus on on the morning of. No, what about um, during the race, though? I know you've, in the past, um, set a fairly specific sort of uh, fueling strategy throughout the race. Are you going to stick with that strategy? or And what are the drink stations, do you know, uh, set up for, yeah, for the trials? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We haven't been, well, it hasn't been clarified, but I'm pretty sure there'll be a table at 5K and every 5K you'll be able to, you know, grab your personalised drinks I'll probably grab, um, I'll alternate from uh, an Endura sort of carbohydrate drink uh, and then maybe a carbohydrate gel and, and keep keep alternating uh, each 5K. I'll never finish the, the bottle. Um, you know, the bottle might be 250 mils. I'll just have a few sips uh, and then I'll, you know, have have like a little bit of the gel um but then that'll, that'll probably be it and i'll just keep doing that every every 5k um I, i've overdone 
the in-race nutrition on about three of my marathons and, and um, yeah, finished the race um, with a few power spews. So, yeah, and, and, and felt a bit queasy um, in the back end of the race. So just have small amounts regularly. Have you been uh, on these longer sessions? You've been taking anything on or have you been doing them depleted? I, I, um, I think out of all my longer runs this year, I've probably done three or four with, with some gels and some drinks and, and the bulk majority with nothing. Um, I've, I've sort of found um, what works well with my stomach and uh, from a gel point of view and a, and a drink point of view. And I'm pretty confident um, that I found the right mix. I just need to practice it, you know, two or three times in the, in the month or two before the race, just to reacquaint the stomach with it. Um, but otherwise, um, yeah, not, not, not obsessively doing it um, week on week, um, just, just touching base. And, and then I um, think there is a bit of benefit in, in um, practicing here and there without it as well. Does any of those gels contain caffeine or do you try to steer away from that? Or even do you look at uh, any nodos crushed up into any of those drink bottles? Yeah, we do. I do a um, flat Coke at about 33, 34, 35 K. And yeah, so I have some caffeine there Um, every now and then. Um, yeah, I'd have a gel with a bit of caffeine, um, uh, but probably just be mindful not to have too much caffeine. Um, so just enough to to reduce the perceived exertion, but um, just being mindful of the the total amount. And um, uh, if you like, I'm I'm I have probably one coffee a day, so I'd probably um, stick to about. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I can tolerate one no-dose tablet um, if I was, you know, trying to get up and about for a real key race. Um, so, and that's 100 milligrams. So I wouldn't exceed 100 milligrams of caffeine in, in a marathon. Um, personally, I'm quite small. Um, so, yeah, it's so specific to the person um, uh, when you sort of deliver that advice. Um, but personally, uh, yeah, I... I um, have a bit of caffeine here and there, but make sure that I don't over, overshoot it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're absolutely pumped to see how this weekend unfolds, Dano, and uh, we can obviously follow it online and no doubt there'll be, I will have something up and about for uh, so we can watch the stream or to follow the progress. Um, but yeah, it's been great uh, having you on and uh, yeah, just um you know, following along this journey and uh yeah i know a lot of listeners are keen to see how it all goes mate but we thought we'd uh it's see if you can hang around and we're just going to chat through a little bit of our training and uh where we're at and um i guess um mattress let's start with you mate how's how are things traveling with you and um i think your strava's probably been a little bit lower than than usual the blue bars the uh, the fence is a little bit lower than previous months how are you traveling mate yeah, those blue bars um, kind of correspondent to how I've been, the health has really been feeling uh, whilst running. Um, and yeah, I've covered across uh, last week as well when we we're talking about uh, the Tassie trip and, and coming off Hobart half. Um, so yeah, during the week, I got some blood tests done and 
and they all seemed fine. Um, and then I also spent a day carrying a halter monitor, uh, basically, basically like a portable ECG machine, check your um, heart rate over or your, how the, how your heart's working over the course of 24 hours. So yeah, had that and that was, um, that was fun to run in, <laughs> carrying it around. It was, um, yeah, kind of a weird experience really. Um, and so, yeah, I'll get those results back sometime this early this week um, just to check how things are going. But yeah, it really looks like as if uh, it could be some sort of post-viral fatigue uh, that I've got going on. So I've been doing some 20 to 40 minute runs and um, yeah, just feeling rubbish doing them. Um, yeah, not really normal sort of feeling for those runs. I feel hard at the the pace, which is a lot slower than I would normally do. And, and the heart rate really spikes, especially when I'm going up a hill. So yeah, that's pretty much my week's been just uh, guided by how I've been feeling and yeah, take took a couple of days off um based on i was just feeling just not really enjoying uh getting out running when you're sort of yeah really feeling that sort of fatigue and so i thought yeah just take a couple of days off and and just keep um yeah keep to that sort of schedule until i start feeling better um yeah which hopefully is in i don't know could be a week it could be three weeks or something hopefully it's not too long um because I, I haven't really felt too much of a change yet and i guess if the um the halter monitor is all clear um yeah the other option is to go see i guess a, a cardiologist and, and just get a heart assessment just to make sure that's all good and um yeah and then just continue on with just some easy runs no sessions until things start turning around and I can, yeah, begin progressing again. Is it, um, so you, you've just really got to um, be patient, I guess, and your, your body will start to, even on the runs, will you, will, will you get guided by a bit of feedback there as to how you're feeling, as to when you can start to increase, whether intensity or length, or um, I guess it's just a bit of a waiting game? Yeah, exactly. You know, I've, I've been wearing the hardware monitor to, give that bit of a guidance to how it's feeling because it um it has really been spiking a lot from what it would normally be uh so and absolutely that's just got to be patient and yeah just let the body recover off um what i think seems to be this post-viral um fatigue and yeah i'm sure that if i give it um yeah that that enough that time um the body will start start fighting back and and um yeah should be right again to yeah push forwards um yeah and progress mm. from 40 minutes um up from there well maddie um the last two years like you've had a lot of these viruses and sicknesses um what do you reckon is uh ca causing it like what, what what what's your thoughts like why you think um your immune system seems to be a bit down and and you're and you're at risk of of getting a few colds yeah, it's a good question. Um, I guess the first thing that I really changed after that was um, trying to eat more. Um, I felt like I was eating enough, but I don't know whether the body changed changed over the course of getting a bit older and I just need to consume more food. So that was the first thing to make sure to do. Um, so I, I sort of upped the amount I ate for um, yeah for my, for my lunches and in between breakfast and lunch, I really tried to um, increase that amount of calories going in so I could 
I guess, um, have more energy there to be able to fight any infections. Um, but I think also, yeah, being that being a teacher and and getting exposed to a lot of um, a lot of kids that are coming in sick, um, and then also in, at the same time, you you're forcing your body uh, quite heavily with the training. Um, you know, you're going in tired, your immune system's working overtime trying to recover from your training as well as then trying to fight off any illnesses. So I think it's a little bit part of the job potentially as well. Um, and there's not much, I guess, wearing a face mask more might be <laughs> with that yeah. and using the sanitizer. Um, but yeah, I feel like that could be something as well um, that is really impacting. Um, and yeah, and whether it be that because I, I did get really sick that my immune system has been struggling ever since then. And, you know, it's not built up to as strong as what it once was. And I'm, I don't know, probably if I stopped running for, you know, a good six months or something, it might give the chance for the immune system to really get stronger again. Like I know, I'm just guessing you can't, the immune system such a, um, such a big beast of a thing that to try to work it out is, you know, the tests that you can do. And, and I don't know if you can actually do that, but yeah, that's sort of some of the ideas that I've thought about. Yeah. Cause it's, it is a, a really good question and um, something that, yeah, I wish kind of knew hundred percent the answers for. Yeah. Yeah. What about, well, that all makes sense. you try really hard at, at work and, and you're coaching a lot of, a lot of athletes and you're a pretty calm and relaxed guy. Um, but like sometimes do you feel like um, you stress yourself out with, 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 with aspects or you think you're on top of that? You think stress could be part of it or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Definitely stress could be a part of that. Like there's times in which um, like, I know coming to coming up towards um, exam time for your 12s and, and yeah, it's sort of, you know, it's, you let it sort of impact you. Um, concerned about making sure that the, the kids are ready for that or you know leading up to a race and you're um, worried about your athletes and how they're going um, and those sorts of things and they can really catch up on you and, and impact yeah that those stress levels increase the cortisol and um, and yeah that's a, a really good point that could absolutely be a factor in that sort of immune health um, from that yeah so Something that I guess I used to listen to that Budify app. I downloaded that as a bit of a mindfulness sort of training and, and relaxation thing, um, but I haven't been doing that. I just, I don't know, time-wise, I just found that it's not something that I've been doing. But yeah, potentially that is something that I could um, start up again and, and turn to. And, you know, it could be just five, 10 minutes a day just to, um, yeah, to get that mindfulness training and, and in. And yeah, something that, probably should really make a conscious effort to to do again yeah it's tough when there's a lot going on and yeah we're, we're all in front of screens a lot now and things are just instantaneous that messages come in and requests and then emails and then you know you were doing remote teaching as well and then now you're back in the classroom so yeah it's been a, been a pretty turbulent um last year or so as well yeah absolutely and i mean yeah everyone's sort of gone through it too haven't they it's like it's, um, yeah, been some big changes and yeah, but like I really enjoy like the teaching and really enjoy the coaching. So it's, um, and, and the running. So I want to, yeah, just maybe just try to balance it a little bit more. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, yeah. And, and that sort of mindfulness might be something that 
will help with that. Um, yeah, because I like, yeah, I really enjoy doing that and working with the athletes and, and, and the students and things like that. So yeah, it's um, hopefully in the next yeah couple of weeks can turn things around and uh, get get back rolling again and, and join in for a few sessions with you guys. Gold Coast is still alive, or it's just a, a wait and see. Yeah, good question. Um, probably still alive, but oh yeah, it's um each week turning over, or especially the last couple of weeks, has really yeah made it difficult to think about how I'm going to get the training in to get up for a marathon. Um, so if it comes to it, hopefully yeah, I'll be able to change it to the half or the ten k, and then look a little bit further on to to Melbourne Marathon. Um, so that's I've got that in the back of the mind um to, to head towards and I, I really like melbourne marathon and you know getting around the home uh, city um so yeah that's that's the other thing that i guess i've got to consider uh be disappointing not to be on the start line of, um with you guys but yeah i reckon i'll make the call within the next week or two about whether i can um yeah i feel like i'll be able to get myself ready um because i don't want to go up there and and um and yeah jog around it um i want if i if i put myself into a marathon i really want to race it um and then like i, I feel like on the day like we've got a lot of athletes uh running running the marathon so if i'm not um if i'm not going to race it hard i'd, I'd really like to get out there and, and support them um yeah for their marathon sounds good <laughs> um, so how about you Zaka? Uh, a bit of polar opposites um to my week where i don't know i've covered maybe 30 k's you've hit 100 just about 100 more with 129 kilometers for the week yeah starting to get starting to get closer to the big boy k's um as you know i'm probably a lot compared to you two I'm in marathon builds i'm probably on the lower side of uh, mileage but i've been a sort of I guess conscious effort this 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 campaign is to to build it slowly, but um, probably build it from a little bit longer out. So I've allowed my body to kind of slowly go through the process of getting up, you know, over the hundred, over now into the hundred and twenty mark, and um, feel comfortable and the energy levels are, are really good with it. So I think in the past I've maybe made two bigger jumps and then um, you know paid for that. So yeah really happy to get the you know 129 i'm not sort of looking k's as a you know as a barometer as how the weeks are going it's more just making sure i get the two workouts in and um yeah trying to now i kind of go off um more so minutes than k's on the um sunday so now you know trying to get close to that two hours and i'll start to then have um what are we now in the middle of april i'll, I'll have a couple of two hour runs in there and then into the two plus and some sessions in through, through May in that two hour range. So um, yeah, stoked with the way the body's holding up at the moment and just got to make sure, um, you know, keep, keep crossing all the T's there with, with recovery. And, you know, we know how things can change quite rapidly in the marathon if you do just tip over the edge. So um, I'm also mindful of that, you know, whether it means having an extra rest, you know, having a rest day in there or just backing off on, on sessions and not trying to chase, chase times. But um, yeah, the workouts came out well, had a 10 mile progression. I know Dana, you're, you're a big fan of uh, progression runs and um, what they can do in a marathon buildup. So sort of, um, yeah, that's a, a bit of a bread and butter for me in marathon builds and some, um, 
some road reps uh, or along the, along the Yarra Trail on Saturday, some longer sort of, you know, 4K, 3K, two and some faster sort of 1K efforts at the end. So, yeah, that's um, enjoying, enjoying the training at the moment. So with that progression run, was the aim to build it down to around marathon pace or was just you weren't watching the clock and you're just going by feel? Um, yeah, what was the, the goal from the, from the start and do you feel like you were successful in it? Yeah, pretty much. Try and get it down to closer to marathon target pace um, by the end and just running on the heavy legs. And it's just the time of like, even when you're running at, you know, that 340 range, 345, it's, it's the same concentration level you need when you're running at, you know, 330s or 325. So you get that effect without absolutely burying yourself and, um, and rhythm as well. Like that faster sort of not, flat out but just in that uncomfortable state and and just rolling along and going through a couple of um you know where you you don't feel good for a few minutes and then starting to sort of just work on a few mental aspects of okay let's work up to this landmark and then reset and those sort of things i find um for the marathon build really important you know that, that mental gains that you get from a say progression run like that and you come off it um really confident as well, I think. And it's, you know, whether it's a mind game or not, it's, you, you do come out of it thinking, oh yeah, that, that pace by the end, I'm starting to feel really good here and I'm feeling strong and you sort of shut it down at 16K. But yeah, you do come off it feeling like, you know, you could keep going. So that's, um, that's a really positive way to end a session. And is that like a bit of a benchmark session that you'll go to uh, for the next, um, what, few weeks i know um i've been reading charlie spedding's book um from last to first i think it's called his autobiography and he talks about uh i think it might be a 15 miler that he hits almost every couple of weeks um and he feels like that sort of similar to that like with the progression there um he found that that really is a is a session that he went to that really got him fit and you find that you're going to do the same with that sort of a session and, and add it in or progress from it um, over the over the course of the next um, what eight nine ten weeks. Yeah, I'll do a couple more and like just just sort of build it into. This was more pretty strength week, so I was doing that longer tight workout, and then next this coming week was probably just almost a down down week. So um, some shorter, just work on a bit of speed. So yeah, particularly in that sort of blocks of that, say every three weeks, there'll probably be that progression um so there'll only be room for probably a couple more in there but um yeah and that, that was sort of indicative of saturday session is doing that longer not so quick but more uh, marathon type effort feels um on the saturday but then yeah going into this week i'm looking at sort of sharpening up and get some turnover because we can get a bit one tracked um when we you know one paced when we do a lot of these longer workouts so just making sure I'm touching the other other sides of um, you know the other sides of the distance of the paces, so I can you know at least have that turnover and, and you know I'll hit a five k this week a, a path run. Zaka, two questions. Firstly, what's the goal? And secondly, um, you, you mentioned that you're trying to make sure you keep every bucket full in terms of like making sure you do the speed work, but do you think the bucket for the, for the long runs is a bit empty at the moment and you've got, are you worried about, you know, how much time you've got and 
And I mean, does the distance scare you or not? Yeah, it's a good point. It's always been a, a, a some area that I haven't been able to fully capture is that long run, getting it out to that. I've never done a, I don't think I've gone over 35K in a training run. Every Everything else has pretty much been a marathon when I've gone beyond that distance. So I've always come at it from an overall week training perspective than these big long runs. Um, this year, I'm hoping that I will get more of those sort of 222, 230 uh, runs in, which will, hope, which will, I guess, help in a sense for that longer, get that longer run out. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. Like I think there's definitely an area where I could probably look at dropping back a session and going a bit longer. Um, so yeah, it's something I'm kind of toying with. It's just whether there's going to be enough time again in this build up. And with the goal, it's um, look, I, I really just want to get my goal really, you know, as, as cliche it is, is to get to the start line healthy, but also be in a position to actually run a PB. I'm not, um, you know, I've sort of gone in the past with these buildups and got excited, started to put some good workouts together and then probably tried to go a bit quicker than the PB, like a, probably reach a little bit too far and then not get to the line and even have a crack at it. So this time it's more just keep, keep your head and aim for that sub 225 and, and really go out and, and follow that and then maybe take a risk uh, in the following marathon, but just because I haven't raced a marathon in in couple now three years, I think now. So this is getting to the line is going to be the key, and and then aiming for just tick that box of um, enjoying the experience, and yeah, hopefully that PV can can come off. Yeah, because you've done uh, quite a few marathons now. I think I think it's six, isn't it? Yeah, it's six or seven. I think it is. Yeah, and I know the first few. Uh, or, or you've had somewhere they didn't go um, to plan um, and, and you, I think you faded towards the back end, but then you had a couple of marathons where you really ran on strong, uh, especially remember that one when it was at Melbourne uh, one year and it was, the wind was horrible and I reckon you were ready to, to smash your PB that day if you had have got the right conditions. Um, is there anything that you saw in a training between like where you, you found it hard at the back end and when you were running on strong that you um, – implemented in the training that you're going to uh, make sure that you keep in this time? Yeah, it's, it's probably goes back to um, a bit more mileage. So getting that, that longer run out a bit more. I think the other ones I, I previously probably didn't respect the distance enough and didn't do enough of the long runs. And this, uh, yes, to actually get out a bit more and start to get into that 130 range, 140, 150 for a bit longer, than just hitting one or two weeks at sort of 130, 140 and that, that being enough. So these sort of, you know, four to six weeks is, is really going to be quite a, quite a heavy load for me. Um, so I think I'm, I'm confident that's what's going to put me in, in good stead and that's what helped in the, the Melbourne race and I was just a lot stronger. So, yeah, less, less sort of speedier workouts. So probably start to do a few more marathon-specific workouts as well. Maybe move to that Tuesday-Saturday setup. Um, with it. So um, Tuesday-Friday and then into a, a more of an effort around Sunday. I know previously I've probably dabbled with more of a, a Tuesday-Thursday-Saturday workout 
program and then that Sunday becomes it's a bit easier to not go as long when you've kind of done three workouts and you're really close to the line if you do a big Sunday run off the back of that. Yeah, that's right. That you and you because you haven't really done too many of those like Sunday um, uh, efforts that at sort of marathon intensity. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes and how your body responds to them. And and um and just on that, how is the body feeling? I know last week you mentioned that your hamstring um, grabbed a little bit at one point um, during one of your runs, and and, um, and yeah, you were you would you didn't seem too concerned. Is that still the case? Yeah, it's settled down. That's, that's sort of why I wanted to stay away from anything snappy like in the last past week. I just wanted to make sure um, I kept a lot of easy running in the front of the front of the week and then hit that that 10 miler on the Thursday. So wanted to sort of front um, back in the week to make sure everything was okay. And it was it came good. It was just, I think, just a combination of that week before where things were a little bit out of sync and doing some different things and training on different days. So that seemed to settle nicely and um, yeah, making sure um, do a bit of activation and just stay on the roller and, and do a few more of these things I may have let slip the week before. And then um, yeah, again, hitting that session on the weekend, not trying to go all out. Like even at the end of that, um, you know, the two kind of one K I, I just didn't go to the well. I just kind of kept it um, under control. I think that's, this, this week will be good just to kind of uh, reintroduce a bit more quicker stuff um, to see how it responds there. Nice, Zaka. Yeah, no, looking, looking good, Zaka. I'm, I'm impressed. And um, one of the things, Zaka, we had a question come through from a listener um, that is asking, what supplements do you guys take during your marathon training and if at all? And I know, Dana, you mentioned before about... Uh, having caffeine and I know Zachary in the past you've uh, dabbled in the those red iron tablets um, yeah what are you guys what are your guys thoughts on supplements for marathon training mm. yeah well, I definitely feeling it now that I'm back in the, the marathon block is to making sure you know I'm getting enough sleep and I, I know I'm a lot more tired now. <laughs> um, you know starting to hit the k's again and Making sure iron, yeah, the iron supplements. So I'm, I'm taking the ferrogan with that, and then the caffeine. Uh, been using a caffeine bullet. I think we mentioned it um, on the show the other week. That we got sent some um, some chewable caffeine, which um, yeah, I've always sort of I've used caffeine in and out of sessions, and definitely on race day. And this one, um, yeah, it just seems to um, work for me. So I've been utilizing that. And I guess um, yeah, in the marathon block for me, the, the iron's probably the only supplement I'm, I'm using, but I'm pretty cautious around now eating, um, you know, fueling, refueling, making sure I sort of eat after sessions quite quickly, you know, getting something in within that 30 minute window. Um, and then, yeah, even like, you know, it's not, not so much supplements, but it's more just um, before sessions or the, you know, the mornings getting into the routine of like, feeling properly and eating the right sort of similar foods that I'll be doing on race day. So that those sort of things in a marathon block, um, yeah, probably pretty important to consider. What about you, Dane? Have you, you got any supplements? You on the creatine? Um, no, I'm pretty similar to you, Zach. I like, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, the odd protein um, 
mix sort of, you know, after some sessions or, um, yeah, some caffeine um, or, or gels. Um, yeah, I just really focus on, I think when you're doing the marathon, um, just to really, really just dot your I's, cross your T's uh, with your, with your nutrition in terms of just a, a balanced diet and generally a lot of all that good stuff is in a in a in a nutritious diet um so i really you know make sure i'm having the fruit each day the veggies each day um uh some some meat and potatoes and and bread and um yeah and my yogurt um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah i i, I don't know like I, I i like to think that yeah, you definitely dot your I's, cross your T's, um, and you have to be probably a little bit more mindful when you're, you're really pushing your body and doing those 140, 150, 160K weeks and really really adding those double runs and those strenuous long runs in you. That sleep and, and nutrition, um, you can feel so much better. It really does make a difference. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I try to just achieve it in a normal, normal balanced diet with, like, a, a variety of food. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm a bit the same about the balanced diet. Like, I feel like I've, um, like, I like to think of it as, uh, like, if you're a race car and you and you chuck in some crappy unleaded fuel, the the race car is going to turn out rubbish, no matter how good the engine is. Um, so I try to look at that sort of in that sort of aspect where you know you you're trying to get your premium. Um, premium fuel into the body in order to then maximize the performance um, and not try to, uh, yeah, chuck in too much um, on those processed foods because I feel like it, it's it's a, it's both for performance and recovery. So that's kind of the way I guess I, I like to look at it. Um, and in the past, I've also had some, some issues with iron. So I, I try to get that checked regularly. And if it is low, then I'll, then I'll look at those, you know, get under, the guidance from a professional to to have the um the iron supplements and i know my my guts don't really enjoy and i'm pretty sure a lot of people are very much the same about those iron supplements that your guts don't really enjoy it but yeah that's one thing that i i um get try to get checked up regularly to see if that is something that i might need um and yeah also i also go with those uh the protein drinks try to get them in uh, especially after long runs or sessions, um, especially because sometimes, you know, you, you might've eaten lunch at one o'clock and you're finishing your session at 6.30. So you, you end up very depleted off the back of that session. So getting that in before dinner, um, topping up before dinner, because, you know, your, your dinner might be another hour or so away, um, yeah. I find is very important, especially if you've got to get, a get, got to get out for a, another run the next morning um, and trying to top up the this the um the energy that way and make sure that you get adequate recovery from that so yeah that's the sort of things that i go to and occasionally i'll have a, a vitamin c or something like that um if i'm feeling it all run down or, or feel like i'm i'm getting sick or anything so yeah they're the only sort of i guess supplements that or or um nutritional tips <laughs> that i have yeah. um, personally and, and it is a something that i guess you you could talk to a um, dietitian or, or you know, going to say that yeah dietitian or sports nutritionist would be mm. a great place to start um you know online you can find um you know, the accredited ones online you can um definitely be well worth um getting in and getting an assessment for sure 
if it's um, something you, you really want to, yeah, look into. Well, Dano, thanks very much for, for your time. I know you're conscious. You've probably got a couple of patients. and I haven't heard yeah. Remy yet barking, so <laughs> but I'm sure you've got a couple of patients uh, uh, coming up. So, yeah, very grateful for your time um, and so interested to see how you go on the weekend. Um, yeah, wishing you all the best. And, yeah, you're, you're fit and ready to fire. Um, yeah, just bottle up that energy and, and make sure that it's uh, released on the, on the day. Yeah, thanks. All the best, Dano. Looking forward to, to following this one. And uh, will this be your 12th or 13th marathon? Uh, I think it'll, I lose count. I think it's 11th um, or okay. 12th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome, mate. That's a very exciting race week. And uh, yeah, I know listeners will be, uh, will be glued, glued in to see how the, uh, the result goes. No, thanks, boys. Thanks very much. And yeah, like I'm looking forward to the Gold Coast prep and you know, hopefully mattress, you come good over the next couple of weeks. Um, if not, um, I'm sure you'll be jumping in anyway um, for a few sessions in the back end of our, the Gold Coast prep um, as you gear up for Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it, mate. Awesome. Thanks, Dano. No worries.